1: Thank you so much for tuning in to the Forum at 8 on AM Live. And this morning we're dealing with, you know, very touchy, a very emotional subject. Uh, the story of Celeste and Mornay Nurse's a three-year, three-day-old baby who was kidnapped from a hospital in 1997 has been making headlines. Now, a manhunt uh, for the perpetrator was launched at that time without any success. But a chance encounter 17 years later has completed their once broken family and their story, has captured the hearts and the headlines in South Africa but sadly this baby snatching wasn't the first and it certainly will not be the last. Uh, just to think of some of the cases that we have witnessed in uh, 2009 a baby uh, was snatched from Tigerberg Hospital and the police search was successful and he was reunited with his mother after a month. In 2008 there was the case of five month old Leah uh, Bona who was taken from Helderberg Hospital in Somerset West, and earlier this year, a 12-year-old baby boy was snatched while sleeping in a cot next to his mother in the maternity ward at Krutiskir Hospital. And these uh, stories just beg the question of why this happens in the first place. Is it because people cannot conceive? Uh, you know, that seems like one of the most obvious uh, questions and answers. And 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 also, have they suffered a loss or a mental breakdown, or is it just pure criminality? Because in some instances, there is a profit motive. On the forum at 8 this morning, we ask why do people steal babies? And joining us for the conversation is uh, Keto Murusi, who is a clinical and forensic uh, psychologist at KJM Health. Thanks for speaking to us this morning, Keto.
2: Good morning, my dear. Thank you very much for inviting me.
1: You're most welcome. And also with us is uh, Michael Olson, who is the co founder of Concerned Parents of Missing Children. Thanks for your time as well, Michael. It's a pleasure. And, of course, if you're listening and you maybe have a story that you'd like to share with us or you have a, a strong views on this particular matter, we'd love to hear from you. You can call us on 891 104208 You can also tweet or SMS us uh, on the SMS number 34701, Twitter handle at amlive on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo. Now, uh, let's just start with the various, a very obvious question, so Why would someone steal another person's child?
2: Uh, There are various uh, reasons uh, to that uh, point. Uh, You have uh, couples who are struggling to get babies. And you have uh, pressure from your husband's uh, family or the man himself, he wants to have a baby and the poor lady cannot conceive. And it's always said it's the lady who cannot conceive because couples never go... To consult as a couple to the doctor, and do they get the real diagnosis? Whether it's a problem that originates from a man's perspective or a woman, and that pressure makes women to go and steal just to stay in marriage, just to satisfy the husband that I have a baby. So they will play a pseudo pregnancy. They will fake that they are pregnant for nine months, wearing maternity dresses. And going to different doctors according to them they go to doctors when it's not really doctors they will just go wherever they go and think that they have a certificate they have done tests that they are seven months eight months pregnant and towards that end of nine months they will just go and snatch babies just to complete the circle that now we are a family now I'm going to be accepted now I'm going to be loved by this man and their family. That's the reason number one. And number two, it's also the sweet situation. Somebody who knows that it has been confirmed that she cannot conceive and then she wants absolutely to have somebody that we call a boyfriend or a husband to satisfy. They will do exactly the same way and go and steal the baby just to satisfy themselves. They don't bother. They don't care about the parents of a baby. It's just that selfish mood that as long as I can be happy, as long as I can be known that I'm a woman, I have a baby, as long as I can be accepted and loved, it's all about them and their husband or their boyfriends.
1: And, you know, whilst one may empathize at first, you know, uh, regarding their situation, the fact that they can't conceive this, at the, uh, the pressures that are put on them, uh, the minute it uh, turns into this uh, selfish, you know, all-consuming need to satisfy your own needs and, uh, and the criminal element that accompanies that, that sympathy really just evaporates, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, they don't even think that it is an act of criminality. They don't even think about that. It's about completing themselves. It's about, that's why I said selfish mood, that as long as I can have this, they don't care about the parents of the baby and they don't even think about them, how they are going to help them emotionally, financially, psychologically, and it affects all circles of their lives. It's like you didn't take care of your child, you didn't want this child, because the woman as well is going to suffer endlessly that you didn't you were not aware you are not alert why did you sleep you know you go through all this your, and you're going to be blamed as well why didn't you take care of your baby when you're in the hospital so mm. they don't really care it's criminality it's it, it's it's fetched for them as long as they can get babies and the second point is others they steal babies for evil reasons because all of them are evil whether it's selfish whether it's going to, they use babies to sell them to other couples so that they should get financial boost. The couple that always wanted a baby, they will just accept to get a baby that has been sold to them. How this baby uh, was conceived by other couples, how this baby uh, was going to make the family happy on the other side, it's none of their business. As long as they can be complete because their husband, if he is a hev- he's having a problem of conceiving from his side, he's not going to tell his clan, he's not going to tell his parents that I cannot conceive because I'm a man and I have this abnormality, you know. They will go through this mockery that you have a wife who is not a woman. You are sleeping with a man himself. So it's going to be continuously mockery on the man that you are not complete as a man. In our clan, men do babies, do make babies, do have women who can conceive. How can you get married to somebody who cannot conceive? So they will try as a couple as well because they love each other. They will come with a plan that what about getting a baby from somewhere? And Mm -hmm. these people who are stealing babies, they are all over. They are known, you know, that I know that Ghetto is looking for a baby. And they will come and say, if you give me 30,000 rand, I'll get a fresh baby who looks like you. No one will realize as long as your wife can fake the pregnancy. And this is a couple that comes with that formula. And they will do it together. That's why when the baby comes, they accept the baby, both of them and they take
1: that baby as if it's their own baby. Whoa, that is so sinister. But, uh, you, you know, Michael, uh, this morning, and I was actually thinking about this, you know, for the longest time, when one loses a child, and comparisons are odious, let me uh, just, you know, put a disclaimer there. It, it, it's not even about trying to make the comparison, but just trying to, you know, put this whole thing into context. You lose a child to, uh, you know to death and you know that you've lost your child you know where your child is that is dealt with but when you lose a child through theft someone has taken your child away from you I cannot begin to imagine what parents would go through in that situation
3: yeah, that's, that is good. It's, um, what the, not just the parents but uh, the siblings as well is that there is a a, a missing uh, a child was there once, and then all of a sudden the child has disappeared and 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 because they have come on for so long, all of a sudden they start to realize that something is not right there is a missing in the family, and they try and to find to try and finalize and to fi- try also to work through this traumatic experience and then they discover that the longer it goes on, the
1: more hurt it becomes. But but how do parents deal with that? You know, and and this is what I'm struggling to grapple with because your child is away from you, just at a friend's place, and you worry as a parent. How much more when you have absolutely no idea where your child is, who they with, what circumstances they may find themselves in?
3: Yeah, um, for a, for a parent, it's not it's not easy um, raising a child, and and as you just explained, the one moment. You know exactly where your child is. Still worrying about the circumstances that's happening in 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 our communities, and you worry that you, the child might um, um might not make it safe home. But if a child has been snatched away from you, that makes it complete different circumstances, and you you feel completely different. You feel hopelessness. You feel you feel that there's nothing you can do but to get your child back. You feel like you have lost everything, although you have other. Children around you. It's your your focus is on the child that is missing at that time, and you just want that child back, no matter what's going
1: to cost you. Michael, your own son went missing.
3: Miss Matthew, Matthew also went missing um, 18 years ago. He was nine years old at the time when he disappeared under under strange circumstances.
1: What were those circumstances, Michael?
3: The circumstance was that he was. Um, um, retrieving the, the the dirt bun from outside in the street, bringing it into the yard, and um, my sister saw him placing the bun down, and my wife asking her in a few eight seconds to go and get him, and when she reached the front door, he, he vanished. He just vanished.
1: And and how did the family, you know, get through this period? 18 years. I mean, wh- what do you go through on a daily basis? The, I can't even begin to think those first few nights. H- what did you do? How did you survive?
3: Uh, it wasn't easy at the beginning. Um, and the thing is, is, is then you still get these prank calls. People phoning to say that, um, that your child's body is being cut up or laid there on a the field. That um you get these pranks, people want to extort money from you, saying, you must give us fifty thousand dollars and we'll release the child and all these things and they' playing on people's emotions, they're playing on people's feelings at the um, time, not realizing what families is going through at the time. The traumatic experience of family has to endure while they still have to play um, 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 um these pranks on 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 families it's not it's not an easy it, it's not easy for family when a child um, um, disappeared, and especially in that first few weeks, when a child hasn't returned, a family goes through, oh, I can tell you that, it's not easy, because everything seems to stop in the house, everything seems to um not going right, and your focus is being, is being focused on your child, you forget everything around you, you forgot, even that you have other children, you forgot that, your 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 daily routines has, has changed so dramatically that you as the parent now have to think a, a, a solution as to how do we get our our child back.
1: Do you remember what you did in the immediate aftermath of Matthew going missing, Michael?
3: Yeah. Um. When I when I, when I got home, the first thing I did was, strange enough, I um first went to go look in the in the neighbourhood. Then we we, 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 we we extend our search to the to the nearby dunes and we went put up posters and we went we we tried our best to cover the whole community or the whole area where a, a nine year old child could, could maybe have wandered off. But as we know our son he he didn't wander off because that is what we were, he was told. We even asked my, 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 my wife if he could if he go and get the burn outside. In other words he didn't just do it on its own. He asked permission to go and get. Cause that is how we raise our family.
1: And you know, just the hope. I mean, obviously, uh, at first there's this hope that you know he he'll come back. He's probably not far away, or or something just happened and he'll be back. But how long does that hope sustain you for? It's, it's like
3: it's like on a daily basis. You you sort of. Um, at the beginning when Metu disappeared. I I think that was the first time in my life that that I did it's impossible to sleep, obviously. Your your body just kicks in your adrenaline just kicks in yet. You just want to go on and on and on because you don't want this night to end. You don't want this day to change to the next day. You just want to get some closer at it immediately. I mean, we walked we walked right through the night. Um, um since he disappeared in the morning at twelve o'clock. We the next day, 8 o'clock, we were still busy. Yes, people were, were, were getting tired, but, but the thing is, 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 you as a parent, you just can't seem to get tired. You just go on and on, and you don't, you, you don't really realize that your body also needs rest, but it's just that your adrenaline just kicks in, and you just want to go on and on. And and when it gets to the next day, it's like all of a sudden, now you suddenly realize a 24-hour has passed. Way to now, you've tried your best to cover the whole area. So your best thing now to do is try to do, to, co- to cover the outside areas.
1: Mm. And 18 years on, um, Michael, do you still have hope that he's still alive or that you will still find him?
3: Yes, um, 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 I do have a lot of hope i mean I just look in the in, in the in the newspapers and on t v you see all these um children returning i mean i I was involved with three cases of children that returned some after nineteen years and 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 that gives gives us hope to so think that if children can return after nineteen years, then what about my child then? Why
1: not? Absolutely. This morning on the Forum at Aid, we ask, why do people steal babies? Why do they steal other people's children? And then we've spoken about some of the reasons behind it, but is it something that you can ever... Forgive. I mean, if you've been through this, if you've been in this unfortunate situation, um, we'd love for you to share your story with us as well. 0891 104208 is the number to dial. We are speaking to uh, Ketsu Murusi, who is a clinical and forensic psychologist at KJM Health, and also Michael Olson, who is the co founder of Concerned Parents of Missing Children. And Michael's own son, uh, son Matthew, went missing uh, 18 years ago at the age of nine. Uh, jeremy, you calling us from Parktown Good morning How are you well and you Jeremy
0: I'm sorry it's a long person i'm I was mentioning something else anyway, dear I wanted to mention one thing there are, there is the technology to get rid of babies being stolen. It's not being
1: implemented. What technology team. is that bracelets okay bracelets. So you're saying we, we should just adopt a, uh, technology and uh, that no, should take care put of the a problem? Bracelet
0: that is to, if you put a bracelet on a child, like a medical bracelet on anyone,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: that bracelet is confined to the technology of that hospital or admin, then babies won't go missing. You've got the technology, it's not implemented.
1: Okay. So uh, your, your solution, Jeremy, is to uh, make sure that we use the technology at our disposal optimally.
0: Yes, it's not, it's not used. I mean, you know, and there's another point I'd like to make there. Mm-hmm. You have so many ad- unadopted babies today, and it's so hard to get people to adopt, or not to get people to adopt babies, but the procedure of adoption is so difficult. I mean, the people who can't have children, then surely they can seek adoption.
1: Okay, no. If,
0: uh, if the government had a system, whereby it would be easy for people to get adopted, children adopted, we wouldn't have this problem either.
1: All right, and and, and those are valid, um, you know, uh, solutions there to uh, this problem, perhaps. But thank you so much, uh, Jeremy. I'll put that to uh, Ketsa in just a moment. Ketsa, you calling from Orange Grove? Good morning. Morning. how are you? Feeling? I'm well, and you? Okay, uh,
2: I'm just making a comment about. Um Because I was once involved in that situation, but, okay, my child could not disappear for a long time. I went to a conference, and, uh, you know, when you go to hotels, they put people to look after your child. Mm. And then when I went to the room, my child disappeared. And as I was looking for the child, the whole hotel, when I went out, I met a man carrying this baby and uh, it was such, it's still traumatizing me even today because when I look at my son, so I'm just wondering those that have lost forever. But I just want to really speak to parents again that let's let pray for our children, cover them with the blood of Jesus every day, every morning. Just even your pregnancy, protect your, your your child. Even when you go to the hospital, release angels to surround this child and protect this child so that no evil hands must touch them
1: just hold on. So 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 you someone had taken your child in the hotel and this man yeah. was walking out with a baby and was that your baby he was walking out with?
2: Yeah, because what happened was I was I was conducting a workshop, so the hotel had um given me a, a, a babysitter. So for some reason there was an incident that then I just left the workshop. I ran to the room. When I got to the room the child was not there. So they said, No, maybe it's with this uh nanny uh, maybe they went to for tea time. I went to tea time. This woman was just looking at me. She never said anything. So as I was going around, when I from the, where the menu was, I had to get into the lift from the basement. So when I got out of the lift, in fact, when when I I don't know for some reason when I got out of the lift, this man was walking out of the reception. So I just I didn't even say anything. I just grabbed my baby and just let that man go. So it was very, so I don't know at the same time was this thing in the blood of my son. The second time again, I visited the place. I left the child in the car. When I went back to the car, I found that the child has disappeared. So, and I looked for the child for the day and night, and then I went to the police station. I found the child sitting there with this man, because this man said, no, he just met this child somewhere. So this man was just sitting for almost six hours at the police station. With, with my son. So I don't know whether it was in the, in the blood of this child. So since then, I, I can't just let let him go. I'm so protective. But I've learned wow. now to everyone I pray, I, I cover him with the blood of Jesus. I send angels to, to go with him. I don't know whether it was in
1: his blood. Okay. Uh, Khomontso, thank you so much uh, for sharing with us. And um, fortunately for Khomontso, she's, you know, had a good ending to her story. On both occasions, she managed to get her son back. Tembisa and Hillcrest, uh, good morning.
2: Hi, good morning, Fakim, and good morning to your guests. Um, I actually have a different view. Um, I'm, I'm even not sure whether we should be calling this baby stealing because, I mean, to me, it, it, it's a psychological problem, like a deep psychological problem, and it only affects women. Um, you know, and I'm angry that the CGE has not made a pronunciation, you know, to this, because I also don't think it's criminality, to be honest. Um, you know, I think it's a structural problem. Women are infertile. Uh, there is no support for infertile women. The society is vilifying infertile women, and there are no health problems for, for infertile women. You can't walk into a public hospital. And ask for fertility treatment you know yet we are vilifying these women criminalizing them you know they are sick um, they can't have babies you know and and this is their response and 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 I think the issue should be addressed from that angle, not vilifying them and dividing you know because I think your your, your problem today you sort of creating a divide between the women who steal the babies and women who have their babies stolen. But as women, we should be coming together to say, let us deal with fertility." Are you therefore suggesting that
1: women who steal children ought to be absolved because they are dealing with uh, structural and psychological problems? And what about yes, everybody yeah, else I who be treated goes to as those? As an
2: illness, not, I think it should be treated as an illness and, and a social problem, not as criminality. So, and I think we need to...
1: Would you then yeah, say Tembisa Back
2: on, on, on structural you know programs to address the issue. we can't be talking about contraceptives and not saying anything about fertility treatment. You know, would, we can't be talking about women and emancipation and not saying anything about infertile women. That they should be absorbed by certain, they Should understand. We're not doing anything to that anyway, You know, but then
1: criminalizing and vilifying women who are stealing babies. Tembisa, tell you what? Don't go away. We're actually going to keep you there because I think we want to explore this angle further. Um, we are talking about uh, people who steal babies and we are asking why. Why do people steal other people's children? And uh, Tembisa saying that we ought to be more sympathetic. We ought to look at the structural and the psychological issues that cause women to embark on this course of action. But what are your views on this? Do you think people should be absolved because of some underlying condition? What about the trauma that it causes to the other family, the ones whose children are stolen? Um, And and I I must say, I just am in awe, absolutely in awe of how these families tend to forgive uh, seemingly rather easily after having undergone such horrendous trauma.
0: The Forum at 8 on SAFM.
1: Thank you so much for tuning in to The Forum at 8 this morning. And our question today is... Why do people steal babies? Why do people steal other people's children? And uh, we are in conversation with Ketso Morosi, who's a clinical and forensic psychologist at KJM Health, and also with us is Michael Olson, who is the co-founder of Concerned Parents of Missing Children, and Michael's own son Matthew, when missing 18 years ago at the age of nine. And uh, before the break, we took a call from uh, Stembiso in um, Hillcrest in Durban, and uh, we were talking. talking Talking about the fact that, you know, maybe we are looking at this in a very slanted way and uh, that uh, there are perhaps other issues that we haven't actually dealt with, that we haven't looked at uh, like the fact that there may be an underlying psychological problem, the sort of pressures that are brought to bear on women on men, on couples who cannot conceive, but then many other people have taken issue with that statement I see on the social media network saying that um, you know it's just pure criminality let me read some of them Um, It's My Born Day says, if a couple can't have a baby, they should go and adopt one, there's absolutely no excuse for stealing a baby uh, Zanele Sabela says It's a chilling topic And I literally have goosebumps Listening to what people are saying uh, Nangomso says Temisa's comments is rather dangerous I get her point But I feel that adoption should be encouraged uh, Taweni Gondwe Kaba says I suffered infertility And only conceived after major medical intervention But never did I consider stealing another woman's baby? And, and, and I think that's one of the other issues that uh, uh, STEMI sort of picked up on, the fact that that major surgery most women perhaps do not have the option to undergo because they simply cannot afford it. But I want to get an, uh, a response from uh, Ketso Morosi to that comment. Ketso? Yes, ma'am. Uh,
2: it's emotional and psychological problem. If you know that you have multiple miscarriages, you can't conceive. You went through major surgeries. Doctors will tell you that what you need at that moment, you need counseling, that you should be able to accept that this cannot happen. And there are other options like uh, uh, people said in the social media. You can adopt. You can go to fertility clinics. You can try not even adopt with money. You can just go into the families. You know, there's so many kids in your own family who don't have parents who are loving or who can afford to raise children. There are many ways to have your own baby, but you don't have to take somebody's baby in the name that you are psychologically affected and you want absolutely to have a baby that is newly born That is not yours. And for some reason, you decide to forget the pain that you are going to cause to another family. And then you just decide to say, because I have psychological problems, because I'm emotionally and mentally unstable, for me to be healed, it's easier for me to go to the hospital and snatch somebody's baby. That's why I said earlier on, it's evil. And it's criminal if we all know that we go through psychological and mental illness. The best thing the family knows, if it's your husband or the family members around you, they should suggest that you should consult with the nearest uh, therapist, the nearest doctor, the nearest psychiatrist who can help you to go through that so that you are able to accept your condition And when we are able to accept our condition that we cannot conceive, we are given different options that you can adopt, that you can go to fertility clinic, that you can even raise a child in your own family. We have family therapy that you can come with that family. They have three, four children, or they are not able to take care of these children, or they are children whose parents are dead. They are no longer alive. You can adopt one of the family members' child and make that child your child. Why do you have to go on out and snatch somebody's baby? I think we have also uh, to make our community to learn that adoption is the good way to go to and we don't have all the time to go to these institutions and adopt children because we don't have money as well. If you don't have money, there are children in different uh, uh, children's homes. You can go there as well. And but the reality
1: a- is, kids, so the reality is that it is not that easy. It's not that simple to adopt a child. It's not that easy to walk into a medical facility and say, you know what, I have fertility problems and I would love to receive treatment for that. It's exorbitantly expensive. So, you know, there are some bureaucratic matters that also um, factor into this whole phenomenon. But how, how do people deal with that? And also, yes, you, you spoke yes. about if someone has a psychological problem, you know, uh, why would they do these things? If you are psychologically disturbed, are you honestly going to realistically wade through all of these options? No, it's not that I'm talking about the
2: family. We call it a support structure. If I am affected in my family and they can see that I really want to have a baby, and they can see my behavior. The behavior of somebody who is really, really stressed, and the person who's depressed, we can see it in the family. It's only that you want to turn a blind eye, and not to help the person. To accept that you have multiple miscarriages, have you tried? And it's always about a woman. I stressed earlier on that it's both a man and a woman. If you have a need as a couple to have a baby you cannot go alone as a woman to these doctors and they give you alone the information you need a support of your husband if your husband understand exactly what you're going through they will also be able to participate in your pain and understand any recommendation given by or diagnosis given by a doctor Go to this place, go to this place. We give people options that if you don't have a baby, you have to do certain things. And we want to understand what are the reasons that makes you not to have a baby. We see you going on out trying to get a baby from somewhere. We have to also empower you that this is criminal act. The law is not going to think that you are psychologically unstable. The law is going to deal with sex at that moment. And when the law takes its course, we cannot all the time say it's because this woman couldn't conceive. She went through surgery. She cannot conceive. And then we give her a lesser sentence because purely on that. Okay. We're going to look at the other family that
1: suffered a lot for 18 years not having their own baby. And, and, and to, let me bring Michael in here because you know Michael's son is currently still missing. It's been eighteen years. Michael, how do you feel about what uh, Setembisa was saying? Yeah, I think I think, I think um, it,
3: it is not it is not possible what the laws that the that the state is putting up now. In other words, who, who would want to go to a a psychologist and you know you can't afford it. Who would want to just go and approach um 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 the state and say that you emotionally or you are mentally uns undisturbed or unfit but you want you want a child it's gonna be impossible so that is also why um women would go out and 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 steal other people's children because they know that the 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 criteria is different or is difficult for them and so they would then resort to this um 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 criminal act
1: Mm. And then, uh, Setembeza, uh, we asked you to hold on. Uh, maybe you just want to give us your parting shot on this? Uh, yes, I'm I i mean, I'm in solidarity with families,
2: you know, children. You know, but I think I'm proposing many solutions, as opposed to one solution which I hear on the program, which is about criminalizing and vilifying these women. You know, uh, the social worker there or the psychologist there is talking about all these beautiful programs. That is not available in public hospitals. I mean, she's talking about miscarriages, but she's not referring to women who are, you know, just barren women who cannot conceive at all, you know, and women who cannot conceive because of other things that have happened to them. Fertility services and treatments are not available. But is that
1: an, you know, an excuse that. in the end it's of just the sickness, day? Yes,
2: and it should be treated, it should be treated as, as, as such. You know, she's talking about the laws, you know, that is criminality. Laws are, laws are written by human beings, and, 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 and because they are written by human beings, you know, they can't be changed. Because, in my view, this is a sickness, it's a pathology, mm. and it has to be addressed, you know, from, you know, multiple angles, and, and, you know, including changing the structural issues, you know, that are leading women to behave in this manner, and making sure that services are available for, for women. I've never heard of any community-based support program for important women
1: you know for an example but are you, you therefore so suggesting Stembe, so are you are you suggesting that we absolve women because and and we empathize once again with women who can't conceive for whatever reason but h- how mm-hmm. does that absolve you uh, you know when you actually go out and steal somebody's baby from the persecution that you should be facing But we are all agreeing that it's, you know, it's it's a psychological problem.
2: But it you know, isn't always a psychological problem. But it's you not always like a psychological
1: problem them. because are you therefore going to suggest that if someone steals, that all thieves have psychological problems and therefore? I'm not
2: talking about all thieves. This is a different type of a thief. This thief is, is stealing a human being because you know she's feeling that her body is not you know able to make her live her life as a woman. But she's one could argue that she, all thieves, know, thieves feel a
1: certain void. A some all thieves feel a certain void. They feel that there's something that they want, the void that they need to fill in their lives, and therefore they will go out and take it.
2: No, it, it, it is somewhat different. I mean, this is a type of thief that is not accepted by a family and by a society because she needs to conceive. And herself, you know, as an individual woman, you want to be able to have children, and if you are not able to have children, you're you yourself as, you know, half uh, of a woman. You know, so it's deep, it's psych- psychologically deeper it has to be addressed as such. Instead okay. of just criminalizing it and vilifying the women. So, we have got to address the structural problems. Let us, let us have treatment programs for, for poor women. Because if you profile the women who steal babies, you'd be surprised, you know, that the, the uh, um, economic status of these women is the same and that most of them will be poor women. So we need to address that as well. You know, and this is because rich women who are not able to have children you know, have access to IVF, you know, they have surrogate mother, mothering, you know, all these sort of safety, safety programs that are not available for poor women.
1: So Tembi, so thank you so much for uh, joining in this discussion this morning. Really appreciate the views that you have raised. Some valid points there. Not sure I agree with all of them, though. Let's go to Ntando in Rondabosh. Good morning.
4: Hi. Hi, Satina. And, I mean, I think I really... Sort of want to agree with September, and I think what September is trying to highlight here is that today in society we, we, we are really dealing with a lot of societal issues or societal issues from one uh, type of approach, and I think what she' trying to highlight is that this issue really, for instance, as, as she has mentioned, is that this is a, 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 a an issue that really highlights a public and a mental health issue, and as well as a social, uh, uh, I mean, a, 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 a sexual reproductive health issue for women, and as well as a socioeconomic issue. So I think, really, the point for me is that we should start Particularly in South Africa, in addressing a lot of issues that we are dealing with uh, have an approach that is very much uh, very much multi-sectoral. So, we, we in, in addressing this kind of issue, we just simply make it criminal, and we deal with that. And that is not sustainable, and that is going to uh, give birth to, to a whole number of other problems that we have in society. So, basically, what Tim is saying is basically highlighting in my view that we us have a multi of approach in addressing the issues that we have in today's society.
1: All right. Uh, thank you for that, Ntando and Rhonda Bosch. Dunstan in Fayboum, good morning.
4: Good morning. How are you? Good and you? Uh, good. I have three quick points that I need to raise um the first thing is it's it i don't think i've heard it been mentioned there must be some type of social exclusion or social isol- isolation of people that uh, are willing to take children because how do how does one steal a child and then no one knows about it either it's it's a, so, a person that is socially isolated or it's a, a case of where the people are using it for child slavery or something like that because I, ca- I i can't see that a person can take a child and uh, no one
1: knows about it. Mm. Thanks for sharing that, uh, Dunstan. I appreciate you calling in, um, Simon. You in Katu, in the Northern Cape. Good morning. Good morning, madam. Hi. How are you? Well, and you, Simon? I,
0: I was saying that I once had that problem in my life. I married my woman, then she was she was pregnant, then after the she made the miscarriage, then after we stayed for five years without a kid. But I managed to take it to doctors, wherever, an English doctor or in our traditional doctors. But at the end, we were blessed with one child. So some people, they must not take some some of the things. They must go even to traditional doctors.
1: All right. That's advice from Simon in Katu. Explore all your options, even if it means going to a traditional doctor. The Forum
0: at 8 on SAFM.
1: On the Forum at 8 this morning, we are talking about why people steal children. Asking the question, in fact. And just looking at some of the messages coming through, Connie. Connie says, I had a tremendous urge to steal a baby because I couldn't have one. Thank God I didn't because just the thought of the heartbreak I would cause. But I suffered all my life, but I still thank God for helping me to prevent and accept my situation that's from connie uh toli temba in joburg says does this psychological problem last a lifetime let's be careful of these pseudo sciences uh, pseudo-sciences. uh Stephanie in pe says why are the says rather they are nothing but criminals Zephanie's mother had a third miscarriage but didn't mention it why so uh, she must be absolved absolute nonsense. Uh, this one says, Satem Biso's method of counselling is right, but her reasoning is wrong. We must not. We must punish the crime while rehabilitating the person. Peter Litswalo in Cape Town says, humans are incurably selfish by nature. Baby snatching is practical evidence of it. Uh, no thought whatsoever of the pain of the real parents. Maggie in Durban also writes to us. She says, the initial deed can be psychological, but not for 18 years. That's why I mentioned the husband who could have alerted the police in the first place. John says good day. How come nobody steals street children? Criminals are really strange. It is easier to steal street children. Now there's a thought John and this one says uh, is tripping. So if I'm sick, I'm justified to steal medicine or a child in this case. And just looking at a few of the Twitter messages, Mangaliso Ngobo says, stealing of babies is partly to blame on pressure that society puts on women who can't bear children, but this does not justify the crime. Kylie Kumalo says, it's detestable. Our justice system should show no mercy on these perpetrators who steal babies and they lie for years. Skumbuzo Kubega says, I don't I don't know what I'll do, but I definitely know what I'll do to the person if he or she is found, Uh, but that's enough. And then uh, Chinemo Elia says... It's actually bizarre that a man can be tricked all the way. It's actually easy to see if someone is or is not pregnant. So, how does all of this happen? Sepisa Mokwena says, some people stealing children because they want to traffic them. What do you call that? It's human trafficking. It's pure criminality. And that element does exist. Khomotsa Maluleka says, "Uh, why do we have a debate? uh, uh, Why do we have to debate? The theft matter. The woman ought to be charged. There's no justification to be entertained. Lubanzi says... uh Others, uh, though, are not motivated by maternal envy, uh, but a burning desire for motherhood. Uh, I guess it is that. And Monwabisi Olafir Olle- Olle- says, This is a psychological and social problem. Our families ill treat women who are unable to conceive, and their partners ill treat them as well. And Zola D Life says, So many stories of newly born babies getting dumped, so it's actually absurd. That some babies get stolen reduce the adoption bureaucracy. So those are some of the views coming through. We unfortunately have to wrap. Uh, Michael, let me start with you. You know, uh, what is your parting shot? What would you like to leave us with this morning?
3: Yes, um, maybe I could just maybe given um, 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 some safety measures with regards to um, in hospitals. Is that when uh, when when it's, um, a woman miscarries, I think she should be immediately be. Um, be sub, um, given sub, um, counseling support and then be removed out of the ward where other mothers where their babies are because it, it, does, it just makes it easier for that lady because otherwise you see babies and then a mind could just stick and maybe stealing one.
1: one. Mm. And then Michael, I must just say, you know, um our love and strength to you and your family. And, you know, uh, we'll keep praying with you. And, and hopefully Matthew will be found and, you know, be brought back home safely at some point. But thanks so much for sharing your story and your experience with us this morning. It, it, it's a pleasure. Uh, get some more, Rosie?
2: Yes, ma- uh, I just want to highlight our topic was stealing. Stealing it's never something that is only psychological. Stealing is criminal. Anybody who takes somebody's child without his or her will, it's stealing and that person must be brought to books, period. And when you have miscarriages, the doctors will always, always advise that go for counseling. There is a solution. People don't want to listen to doctors, don't want to listen to professionals, don't want to listen to recommendations that they have been given and they want to do it their own way. And afterwards, they want the community or the society to be empathetic to their evil acts. Let's educate our people that when you come from a doctor and you miss out on having your own personal biological child, psychologically, you are not stable. You are suffering from postnatal depression. You need help. People don't want to come to us that we should be able to empower them, how to deal with this, and how to go forward. And adoption, according to our law in South Africa, true, is very difficult. But we can also try and talk to our legal system to make it easier for women and men. We shouldn't always emphasize that it's only a woman who wants mm. a child. I it's
1: think, uh, uh, as well. Ketso, unfortunately we are out of time, but you raised some very important factors there that we have to uh, really look into. But thank you so much for uh, speaking to us this morning. Mamelo Tiane says, For Stembe, Stembe, so the perpetrator's psychological and emotional problem can be mitigating factors in the sentencing. And M.G. Chabeleng says, Why don't we have blood tests done on each and every child before they actually leave the hospital? So that's where we're going to leave it this morning.
0: The Forum at 8 on SAFM.